The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio. It's a Friday afternoon, and I'm very pleased and gifted because I get to talk to somebody who is really cool today, and uh, she's an animal communicator, and she also works with humans, and she does a lot of psychic work as far as intuitive uh, stuff, for lack of a better, that's I think that's as technical as I can get. Uh, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful lady. So I welcome Anne Lally to the show. How are you today? I am doing very well. Thank you, Kevin. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. It's a beautiful day here in see Well, it's not beautiful, yeah. but it's, it's, it's close, but you see, this is really cool because you actually live near where I live. So I that's, which is awesome. So yeah. you, you, you live in uh, somewhere north of uh, Edmonds somewhere. That's right. And, and very good. And now, and you are an animal communicator and, and you do energy healing and you work with your heart chakra, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about quite a little bit today, okay. as well as your animal communication and the other things that you do. And we've got a comment coming in. Oh, <laughs> you might know this person. Um, <laughs> Allison, Allison says, hi. Um, <laughs> She was just on the show on KKNW at noon today, and she did a, a wonderful job of uh, uh, doing what she does, which she's, of course, the top one of the top 100 coaches in the world. And you know her, and she is the one who brought you to me. And so it's amazing how that works. It is. I can uh, uh, verify that she is one of the top 100 coaches. She is my coach. So... Oh, very nice. We, we, I think we all need a coach unless you have a radio show and then you can have an abundance of coaches, which is, <laughs> which is what I do. Um, but it's, it's awfully nice to have you here. And the first thing I, that I think our audience would like to know is how long have you been doing this work and what, what led you to it? Mm -hmm. So I, the short version of the story is that, uh, the, I started animal, I understood that I could talk to animals back oh, maybe 25 years ago. I adopted a dog and I lived in Tucson at the time. And I, whenever I would, I decided her name was Brownie when I got her at the shelter. Uh, but I decided that I wanted to call her Zoe. And every time I would hear the name Zoe, I would say that name to her. I would hear Sasha in my mind. And it like it just it recurred over a series of days. And so finally one day it was like, okay, it's Sasha. And that's that was her name. And we went forward from there. And I later in life decided that I wanted to understand more about animal communication and how it worked and sort of hone my skills. And so I actually 
became a certified animal communicator uh, with uh, Communication for All Life University. So how do you do that? I mean, is there is it like a course you take? And is there a pass-fail? Can you actually fail the course? Can you fail the course? I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe you could decide that you weren't an animal communicator, but it, that it wasn't for you. But it's about an 18-month program. Oh, wow. You just you practice every week and you learn the energy healing techniques. And it really, and then you have to do 65 free ones so that you really get a lot of animal communication under your belt and you build the self-confidence to, to move forward with that. Do animals talk to us in, in, um, in pictures or is it language? It's a combination and it's what you, it's sort of the, one of the clairs that you have, right? So there's um, clairvoyance, which is seeing and clairsentience, which is knowing and clear audience, which is hearing. And then there are a couple of others that are less less common, I would say. So there's an olfactory one, there's a taste one. Um, those some, I, get, I get those sometimes as well, if there was like a particular dish or a bush that an animal really liked to visit and I, I could smell uh, that when oh. they want me to know that. Mm -hmm cool yeah. and and so after you took this course and you started doing animal communication you also do healing work with the energy healing right i do i do a couple of things i uh one of the things that i do is called uh, emotional freedom technique or eft and right. that, or tapping other people know it as tapping one of the things that's really good for is like behavior issues or uh, animals that have been in sort of chaotic situations or don't understand what's happening. I was talking to someone the other day and a dog had been like brought from Louisiana to, to the Seattle area. And it, it was just, it was so freaked out because it didn't understand what was happening. No one had told it what was happening. And so it was just, I mean, you can imagine how anxious it would be. And talking to the dog kind of helped calm it down so that it understood what was happening. And then working on some tapping uh, really also sort of helped shift the the dog's behavior. Now, I've heard of people and uh, and uh, doing the tapping, but I've never heard of a dog uh, yeah. or a cat or another animal doing it. Are the pressure points the same or are they different? The pressure points are mostly the same. You don't tend to use, there's one that's under the arm. You don't tend to use that one. Um, you do, you can use it also on horses. And so if you're out, out yeah, if you're out, you can do it. It's easier to do it on horses uh, that use that point. But for the most part, it's just like on the face and then here. And I'll do it. I can do it over Zoom or over the phone. And I just, I say that, uh, you know, say the animal's name is Sasha. I am Sasha. I am Sasha. I am Sasha. And then I'll tap on myself and it will, and it will help the animal. And then I'll do, I am Anne, I am Anne, I am Anne to close it. So that's how I sort of keep our energies nice and separate. You know, I was talking with Allison the last hour um, on KKNW and uh, she mentioned um well, we got a call and the individual said that she thought her significant other was really was kind of like an energy vampire. 
Mm-hmm. And so I know in your work, you have to protect yourself mm-hmm. uh, from other people's energy because you don't want to take that on. What are the steps you go through to, to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to protect yourself uh, energetically? So as a daily practice, I, I have a, a technique that was taught to me where I have an unassailable belief, which I won't share because it's right, but it's uh, like you could say that you have the unassailable belief that there is a war between good and evil on this planet and like no argument, no newspaper article, no internet meme, nothing could sort of sh- uh, change your view of that. And then you plug your energy field into that and it just it just hums along beautifully. And you don't sort of have to, you kind of maybe can check in on it every once in a while, but for the most part, it, it runs itself because you're plugged into this thing. Um, I initially thought, well, I'll, 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 my, I know that my, I love my cat. Right. I I'll go ahead and I'll plug my that's an unassailable belief. No one could shift me off of it. But the person who taught me this technique is like, I don't know if you want to connect your energy field to the love of your cat. And I thought, you know what, <laughs> you're right. So so I didn't do that. I used a different belief. And it just hums along and I do I do well with it. And then before I work with people, I also surround myself in in an orb of golden energy so that not only am I protecting myself, I'm protecting them from me. Gotcha. And then, and yeah, because we all have energy Mm -hmm. and we've talked about that many times on the show and sometimes the energy vibrates at different frequencies. Yeah. And so you don't want to take on somebody who's got vibrating at a lower frequency than you, or you're at a higher frequency. and It's going to make them feel like weird too. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. So, yeah. so when did you, so you took the course and you did it for a couple of years and now you, I was looking at your website by the way, and her website is an ancient mm-hmm. Um, and you've got another one too, right? I do. It's the other one is heartwalkceremonies.com. Now, is that an Indian based, uh, or native American based, uh, thing, or is that, different than that maybe um i the person i learned it from was native american i don't know like the lineage of that particular ceremony but that's who taught it to me gotcha and so i guess that was a pretty good guess on my part because if i don't know it just seems like it would be uh native american or or from how that works Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that you do, in addition to animal communication, by the way, can you communicate with animals that have crossed over? I can. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I've got a couple of animals that have crossed over and one that I feel very close to still, mm-hmm. even though he's been gone for, gosh, uh, 18 years or 19 years. And uh, and so, but I've, I've had, had dogs my whole life until now. I need to go get another one, I think. But you also do intuitive guidance. Explain how that works. I do. So I, people can come and ask me questions like is, you know, which path would work well for me or, like I'm sort of at a crossroads. Can you help me figure out 
like the next step I might take, right? So I'm not going to um, tune into someone and be like, you should be a certified public accountant. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to like send people down that road, but I can offer the next step of things that they might explore to sort of help open that world up. And that comes from that information comes from our guides, angels, folks on the other side. Yes. Or in, in my case, I often will. Um, that's one of the things that the heart walk ceremony does is sort of take a look at the energetic heart and see those things that uh, you might have really been in love with as a kid that you forgotten about and poo pooed or poo pooed at some point because it wasn't going to make you enough money to help raise a family. And it's not that maybe you're going to go out and all of a sudden become a potter right? But maybe you're going to start taking pottery classes, right? Someone told me that I wanted to be a poet and I thought, I did? <laughs> right? But you know, when you have a traumatized childhood, sometimes you just, those things, you've been so traumatized that you're not going to remember those things. And so, um, but she's this person who did the original Heart Walk on Me said, like, you're sitting here and you've got one of those big pens, they used to sell them at Hallmark shops, one of those pens with a big feather on it. Oh, sure. And, yeah, and um, you're, you're telling me that you're a poet. And I remember loving those pens, but I didn't connect it to the poetry. But, and now I, one of the things I enjoy doing is writing poetry. I'm not publishing it. I'm, I didn't quit my job to become a poet, but I, I incorporated that into my life to make it more beautiful. Well, and the, and the really cool thing is, is that there are times when your passion cannot sustain you financially. That's right. Um, but it's still your passion. Right. Um, and in my world, the universe has designed this to for me so that I can do this in a way. And I've ta they've taken the financial things away from me by mm -hmm. heart. So yeah. I don't have to worry about that so I can still do what I'm doing. Great. Yes. So, but, but I would like to know, uh, again, I, and I mentioned this beforehand. So this, this is the, see, this is a way that, uh, we can, we can kind of, uh, talk about your work and how the process that you go through and that sort of thing. So that, so that people can get it so that they can give you a call and kind of have an understanding of what they're going to find when they find you. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and as far as am I doing the, the, what I should be doing, you know, I hate the word should I, 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 am I doing, um, this, the podcast and the radio show, am I just being self-serving or does it have a greater meaning and purpose and does, uh, is it something that I should continue with and really, uh, trust that everything is going to come out in a positive way for it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What they're showing me is, uh, sort of that radio tower, you know, with the with the broadcast signals coming off of it. And it's it's reaching like to the four corners of the globe and sort of lighting people up as it goes. And then those people are helping to light others up. And that that's how it's spreading. So it's not necessarily that those people that listen will have others listen. It's that they'll help make that change for in the other's lives. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Because right. one of the things, I mean, we could all say that 
you know, the world looks a little iffy, <laughs> right? But it always has. Like, think about the Crusades and whatever, World War II. But moving forward, we need a billion healers on this planet to help everybody heal. And so you know, we're not there yet. And shows and experiences like this help start those people on those paths. I couldn't agree more, which is why, which is, you know, and why, you know, I call it positive talk radio. Is it always really as positive and vivacious and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong in the world? No. Um, but we, if we take a positive approach to things and how our de how we deal with each other, how we can be kind to one another, how we recognize that we are all one and that we are all really one community and we work together to solve the problems that we have that can only be solved together, um, then, then that's what my mission is, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep, I would agree. And, and uh, I love what I do. I love talking to people like you because you're very talented at what you do. And, and, and uh, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree. So, so is there any changes that I should make or am I uh, progressing on the path according to what they think? Because this is the way that I've always viewed it. Now, and I, your advice here, I viewed it that I'm going to create the best possible talk show that I can the, with the best guests that I can find. And to put out a positive message. And then it's not my job to get people to listen. It's their job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're telling me that you could, this is, I've been sort of in um, internet analytics land, but they're telling me that you could ask for more referrals, tell your friends kind of thing. Uh, that could happen more often just to encourage people to, to spread the word. Well, what I really like is how you found me was you had a friend who listens to this show all the time. That's right. And it's not even Allison, it's someone else. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, and it's going to grow generically. It's going to grow uh, just, just, you know, like from the ground up, but mm -hmm. as long as I populate it with people and I, we have our, our intentions in line, which is to, to do a, a good show and to help people understand that they can make a difference in their own lives and they, and they can make a difference in the world by making a difference in their own lives. Do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Good. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, when you think about it, if you were, if you were in dire straits and you had a friend who was triggered by what's happening to you. Is that friend going to be very helpful to you, like helping you calm down? Or is that friend who has done their work and understands who they are and comes to you from a place of love and calmness and compassion? Is that who you want coming, helping you? And it's the second for me, right? I don't want someone right? It's like, oh my God, your sister died. And oh, I, what would happen if my sister died? And oh, let me give you a hug and like thread again, suck all of that energy off of you. No, you go do your work and you process what's happening around what would happen if your sister died and then come and hold my hand and um, ask me what you can do. Now, do you consider yourself a bit of a medium too? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't tend to, I'm not one of those people who can talk to people that have passed. 
at least I haven't been able to do it yet consistently. Okay. I tend to, um, I was involved in a, a, a Norse shamanism tradition where we, where we would hold mediumship uh, ceremonies and um, talked with some of the uh, gods of the Norse pantheon. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. interesting. So now I, I was talking with um, Allison today and she has a, a vision of what our angels are like and what our uh, guides are like and that there's a distinct difference between our angels guides and how how would you frame it in your frame of in in your world mm -hmm. what are they are angels you know people or guys you know and anyway you get right. the question yeah so when i see angels i actually see them more as they appear in the old testament and other older um Abrahamic texts mm -hmm. where, you know, there's one that has multiple eyes and feathers. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it doesn't look like a buff uh, guy coming down with a sword. It's, it's, uh, I'll just call it more of an interdimensional being what, what you might think of as an inter interdimensional being. I mean, not that they all aren't, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily take a human form. Guides, you know, it could be anything, right? It could be an ancestor. It could be uh, an animal that has passed over for you. It could be another animal that has come forward and uh, wants to work with you and help you. I um, I have a couple of spirit animals. They, I've never, like one of them is a badger. I've never owned a badger. <laughs> I don't have a badger. It's not <laughs> I'm not sure you're allowed to own a badger. They, they're, they're a nasty little thing. They are. Um, so I like I don't have I don't like I don't have that connection with them. And then for the masters, tend to be more uh, human in form. Yeah, people who have had embodiment on Earth. Yeah. Well, now tell me if this makes any sense to you at all. See, I I consider that I have an entire team of guides, um, and they may be intermixed with guides, angels, and, and masters, uh, but they're all on the other side and they are conspiring to make this show go well. And for me to do what I'm doing. Uh, and so they kind of set it up in a way that allows that to all come forward in, in their own divine timing. Am am I close? Uh-oh. And Oh, you're back. Yeah. Are you there? Yes, yeah, here. Okay. Okay. Did 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 did, you, did I freeze up on you? Yes. Ah. So I'll ask. Are, are we back? As far as I can tell. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I'll I'll ask that question again. Um, I think. That on the other side, I have an entire team of guides that are working with the team of guides from other people that are on the show and in my world. And they're all conspiring to create something better than any of us are and something something great for everyone. And uh, But they're doing it in their own divine timing. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. I, I consider it sort of to be the cosmic scheduler, right? When when you need someone or it's time for 
the message that the person has, they'll show up. They'll find you or you'll find them. And that's, that's by predisposition by uh, the, the contracts that we made before we even came here. Yes. And, and what signs do you tell people? Because I know that there are what I would call markers that are put out on our life path. How do you, how can you tell, or how do you tell if a marker, if you're, you're coming up to a marker and that you should follow what that marker says, because it could have huge changes in your life. Yes. When something like that is approaching me, the only, the, the best way that I can explain it is like, you're sort of, um, like maybe you're out here and blah, 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 you know, and things are, you're not quite sure what's going on. And then all of a sudden, shunk, everything lines up and it's like a path opens and you step forward. And this, this coherence is what for me is the thing that I notice happening for me. And that, that makes perfect sense. I, I have a story I'd like to tell you real quick. And I had one of those in my life that was really clear as day. And that was, I, I was a um, waiter in a restaurant and I made friends with another waiter in the same restaurant and we hung out together. His father was a um, professor at the local community college. And so one day during, in, during the summer, we were just hanging out at his, by his pool and he said, you know, I think I'm going to go to school this fall. And I hadn't even thought of that. Um, and, and, uh, and he said, I want to take auto body. He said, mm-hmm. and I don't, don't know anything about cars. I don't like cars. I don't want to work on cars, but I said, I'll go with you. And we'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the class with you. It can't hurt. I might learn something. And so we go up to the college and we are literally standing in line and, uh, they were in the gymnasium and they had tables set up and they had different, um, courses, you know, for each table and you could go up, sign up for the course. And so we get to the front of the line and he says, you know, I've changed my mind. I don't think I want to go to school this fall. So um, my dad's in his office, so I'm going to go talk to my dad. And so I had a choice. It was clear as day. I had a choice. I could go, I could stay there and go to the college and figure out something, or I could go with him. So as I turned my head, right in the front row was this um, table, and it said theater arts on it, uh, which was the drama department. And so I said, well, you know, I've always wanted to go explore that. So you go do that. I'll meet you in a half hour. I'm going to go talk to this guy. Loved it. Signed up for drama. And that's where, and so that changed the, completely changed the course of my life. Yes. And I went to school. I got in some plays. I became a disc jockey. um, And I met my wife and uh, all that stuff that none of that would have happened. Had I, had I said, oh, okay, well, I'll go your So that was, for me, that was like one of those life-changing events that I that could have gone differently, but that's how it went. Yes. Uh, something similar is I had a, co- like I was going to sign up for a class in college, similar situation, right? Pre-internet and everything days where you went and stood in line. And I got up to the front of the line and I got the numbers wrong and I ended up in a different class. <laughs> I loved it. Right. It was, it was, it changed my life. And if I had stayed in sort of the comfort zone of this thing that I 
that I wanted rather than making the mistake, you know, and that could be considered divine guidance. Um, then it just took me on a completely different path. And they gave you the wrong number, which was actually the right number. That's right. And they knew that. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing to you as you delve more into the spiritual side of things and how things actually work? Doesn't it amaze you? Yes. It's, I, I love living in a world where this happens. The, you know, the sort of, uh, I'll just call it the 3D sort of um, rational, <laughs> rational scientism world that like, you have to be able to prove things scientifically is so drab and boring to me. I mean, there's, it's certainly filled with creativity. I think it could be argued that, um, and in fact, I think he said it, you know, Albert Einstein and um, others have, like, there's that moment of inspiration where all of, like, all of this stuff that you've been gathering, all of this data that you've been looking at, and all of a sudden a new path opens for you. Like, that happens in that, but I think so many people just kind of lodge there and don't really explore how their intuition or appreciate how their intuition guides what it is they do. Exactly. Exactly. And one of, one of my favorite things to tell people is if you're going to, if you want to learn, if you, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to give you my speech here. Um, every um, person that I talk to at one point or another has two questions for the first question is, is this all there is? And why am I really here? Mm-hmm. And so I encourage everybody that I talk to, because this is what I did and it happened for me, because uh, somebody told me to do this. And this is a, like a person to person kind of thing. I, I, he, I said, I want to learn more. And he said, well, go to a meta- metaphysical bookstore. Or if you don't have one in your neighborhood, go to the uh, um, go to Barnes and Noble and look at the spirituality section mm-hmm. and then look at the first book that jumps out at you. And it may even fall on the ground. I've had people that say, "I this book fell out of the out of out of the uh, um, um, fell right in front of me, and that's why I do what I did. so I picked it up and I bought it." Um, for me, that was and it was, the book had just kind of come out. It was called Journey of Souls. Um, uh, Dr. Michael Newton wrote it, and it uh, that quite literally changed my life because that was what I was led to do. Mm-hmm. And go ahead. I had a similar situation where I, I was actually working at Unity School of Christianity um, oh, as, sure. at the visitor center as I'm from the Midwest. And someone came in and we the library was closed on weekends and I worked weekends and someone turned in many lives, many masters. Uh, oh, yes. Weiss, which is similar. And my mind was like, <laughs> this is like, this is the most amazing book I've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that led you to understanding that everything, like Tesla figured this out in, in uh, the late 1800s, that everything is just energy. It's mm-hmm. vibration and energy. And yeah. as, if you put it into those terms, rather than the mystical side of all, you know, where all these folks, it's just energy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's all designed, it's got a divine purpose to it. And I don't care what you call it, call it God, call it uh, source, call it the universe, whatever it is, but it's got an intelligent source to it. And uh, it's all designed for our betterment and for why we are here. Mm-hmm. It's conspiring in your favor, but you have to 
pay attention, right? You can't, you can't sort of sit and ruminate on the thing that you don't want, right? right? That's just telling it, it does telling it that that's what you want, right? It just where attention goes, life follows, right? It, it just you've got to you've got to focus on what you do want. Yes, and and understand that you're getting messages all the time from a myriad of I get I get musical messages all the time. Yes. So, and I don't know, I still haven't figured out how they do this, <laughs> that they, they can know when I'm going to get into my car, when I'm going to turn the radio on and this particular song would be playing. I'll give you an example of how, how this works, how this works for me. I was in the parking lot of the Safeway. I had three $20 bills in my billfold. I just come out of the store and I had bought groceries. I had somebody come up to me and say, um, can you help us? We don't have any money. And I really would like to buy some bread. And, uh, and she touched my heart a little bit. So I opened my wallet and I only had three twenties and I normally wouldn't give her a 20, but I gave her a 20 and, uh, she looked at me, her eyes got real big and she said, Oh, thank you. Now we can buy cheese and have grilled cheese sandwiches. And, and then I, I thanked her and she went away and I got in my car and I turned on the, the turn on the car and the song, and I forget who did it, but it, it uh, the lyric was give a little bit, <laughs> give a little bit from your heart today. And that was, so it was like, that was all like, you know, I don't know how they did that. Right. I'm getting chilled. Yeah. That's one. And, and that's one of the ways too, is that you sort of recognize like, Oh, I've got chills. Like something's, something's lining up. Yes. And, 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 uh, Susan says, who has joined us, they can do this because time is an illusion. You are correct. Time is an illusion. Yep. And, uh, I was talking with, uh, Allison the last hour about a coach that was near and dear to my heart. And this goes back 50 years. And she said, no, he's still involved with you. Uh, cause he, there's no time on the other side. So it's not like, and he hasn't decided to come back yet because it was a hard life that he had. Um, you know, so, but even I've also understood and tell me if this is true. I also understood that, that people can reincarnate here. They don't bring all their energy with them. So they leave some on the other side and they can still act as your guide as well as have a human experience here. Yes, absolutely. That is cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happens either, but then we'll we'll figure that out when we get there. That's right. We, We don't need to know right now or we'd know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so it works out. It works out really well. By the way, we're talking with Ann Lally. She is an animal communicator and intuitive. Uh, she she has guidance. If if Susan, I don't know if you've got a cat or a dog or if you've got an animal, but if you do, uh, if you give us your her name or his name, uh, Ann may be able to uh, uh, talk with that animal a little bit. If you yeah. want to put that into the chat, you can do that. Have I sp- overspoken, or can you do that? I can. Um, uh, the the type of animal is helpful as well. So if it's a cat or a dog or a bird. Um, I've also yeah. talked to snails and fish. <laughs> you can talk to what? Did you say snails? I did. I've talked to a snail before. <laughs> <laughs> and what did the snail have to say? for? It sounds like an old joke. What did the snail have? Yeah, the, so the snail was, so the question was whether it, the, the person's companion <laughs> um the snail's companion wanted to know if it was happy like with the with the tank that it had and it, it said yes it had the right amount of 
gravelly stuff and smooth stuff and um it, it needed a little bit more like it needed a little patch of sand as opposed to gravel but other than that it was it was it was aces and i will say that in that case it was all sort of impressions whereas sometimes with animals it's it is words like words that they've they've heard or uh pictures that they've seen but um with like fish and things like that it tends to be more just impressions i i i gotta ask you uh, because uh, I, I went, uh, and Susan does have a question for you, and I'll put it up here in a sec. But uh, um, I went on a fishing expedition with um, a bunch of guys, and it was went out on Puget, no, on uh, on the ocean, and it was beautiful being out there on the ocean and seeing. We saw some whales and some stuff like that. Well, then we started catching fish, and it was like, I it was like a bloodbath. It was, you know, we were catching bottom fish and there was like a ton of fish and most of it got wasted. And I thought, what a, what a useful, useless, useless experience this is. And then I got to thinking, do fish feel the pain when they bite into your hook? Do you have any, any idea about that? Uh, sometimes yes, but I will say that There's an understanding in sort of beings that are not <laughs> so rational and as us, right? The like cognitive that of the sort of web of life. And they understand that they're changing that like they're they're giving they're being given the opportunity to change. In consciousness to experience a different consciousness gotcha right so if you eat a fish then that fish gets to experience your consciousness with you oh that's interesting that, yeah. now that's a good take on it then then i would I, I would eat a and or a cow or a <laughs> chicken or or any of those things by the by the way there are a lot of us that are not very rational as well so I'm well just, that's true that's true and i will say so like there's So there's like there's factory farms for animals, right? And then there's animals that are raised more humanely. And so, like, because I eat meat too, I, I'm an animal communicator. And in fact, most of them that I know, um, actually are still omnivores. And it's 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 because the, there's that understanding of um, this is a sacred act, and I can I can partake in I, I i have the opportunity to partake in that gotcha I, un I understand so susan says she doesn't have a dog or a cat now but she used to have a dog that uh she's been told hangs out with her now, do you see any critter spirits with me her name is susan snyder mm -hmm. um there was one that just showed up and then it kind of bleeped out again it's a squirrel like it's a, it's a, um, I keep seeing a squirrel holding a, like one of those nuts in its hands, like it, like it does to eat. And, um, it just, it's, it's with you to uh, encourage you to be playful and yeah, just very playful. enjoy and like enjoy running around and just like, not necessarily that you need to run, right. Just that you like the experience of living. So it's it's not because she has a squirrely personality or anything like that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the delight of living. Well, that's that's cool. And uh, Susan, if you can come up with a name for the dog or the type of breed it was, that would help. As a matter of fact, you on your website, oh, she says, cool, thanks. Um, on your website, you talk about the fact that one of your favorite dogs was a Labrador Australian Shepherd mix. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That was my favorite dog as well. Yeah. Uh, they are, They are just, and his name was Crockett. And he's yeah. been gone, he's been gone twenty years now, and he, it's, and I got to tell you a story about him, um, which there are people who come up to me every now and again, and they will say, "I know you talk to a lot of psychics and a lot of mediums and a lot of energy healers and a lot of people like that. Is any of that real? Come on, is it really real?" I was driving one day. I was going to do a radio show on in KLAY in Tacoma, and I was on my way there, and I have a good friend. Her name is Kim Miller. She's a psychic medium and also an animal communicator like you. And, uh, she, and she and and Crockett hadn't been feeling very well, and uh, he'd been throwing up and he wasn't eating. And so I called Kim, and I, and I said, can you look at Crockett? And I know you can do this, too. Can you look at Crockett and say, and see what's going on with him? And she looked for a moment. She said, oh, Kevin, I'm sorry. I think he's got a tumor. He's got a tumor somewhere in the, in, the, in the stomach region. And so I went and did my show, and I came back, and he wasn't any better, so I took him to the vet. And um, she said, well, let's run some blood tests and let's run. The and I said, before you do any of that, could you take a chest or an X-ray of his body and let me know if you see anything? So I, by the time I got home, it was only 10 minutes away. But by the time I'd gotten home, uh, she called, the vet called and said, you can come back and pick up Crockett now. And so I went back and he said, and um, I said, did you find anything? And she said, he has a grapefruit sized tumor attached to his stomach and his spleen and we can take it out but it might give him six months to live and so that was valentine's day and so i had to put him down on valentine's day he was only eight years old but that told me see kim knew that mm -hmm. and and she knew that completely and totally and from that day forward i i trust you guys you yeah. guys, I trust you more than the, sometimes the medical people that are out there because of stuff like that. I had no earthly idea. Um, yeah. so, but you loved your your um, um, Labrador Aussie as well. I did. Yep. Um, and that's one of them that her name was that Sasha, right, that got me into this. And uh, I had another more, most recent dog. Oh, <laughs> she was extremely anxious. So I, this was before I was sort of officially even studying animal communication. I had someone talk with her. I had gotten her from Homeward Pet over in Woodenville. And she had come from Spokane from the, uh, I think from the Spokane County, uh, uh, sorry, animal rescue place. And they have a plethora of dogs out there, right? And we didn't have enough dogs, so they they brought they sometimes they bring dogs in from Eastern Washington or you know up from California or whatever. So I had not and I could I couldn't. This dog was really depressed. Uh, she was highly anxious. I couldn't figure out what was going on with her, and so 
I talked to an animal communicator and he said, what she's showing me is that, and she, this was, she was the cutest, fluffiest dog, that when she was a puppy, she was in a backyard and someone came and stole her and put her in a cardboard box and then took her home where she was in a situation where it was really chaotic and there was, it was like an apartment building and she was always on a leash and there were kids running around and she couldn't get away. And that described her personality perfectly, right? It wasn't, I couldn't verify any of that, but what he had told me and how she behaved was exactly what was going on with her. I mean, her happy place was out at the coast, you know, at the Washington coast where dogs can just run for miles and never see another dog. She was, it was over the moon out there when she wasn't around any people or any other animals and she could easily get away. And she felt safe. Yep. See, so, so Susan has that. Let's see. She came up with bull was a black mutt with a white lid, a bib. Yeah. Uh, lab shepherd mix he was our family pet i love Sh lab shepherd mixes they're, they're, yeah. they're beautiful dogs too yeah so he's um he's i will say he's around he <laughs> he told me he has other irons in the fire as well that's hilarious <laughs> i love the phrases that come through sometimes um he said but i got but i've got a handle on it um He says that um, there are there are times when you wonder if he's around because you'll see something out of the corner of your eye, and that is him. He's confirming that that's that that is the case. Oh, cool! Yeah. And so, so, and they they do tend to come around. And on the other side, when we get there, I'm convinced that uh, Crockett's going to be there to meet me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or this, that that energy. Yeah, I um, I know that one time. You're welcome, Susan. Um, I was working with someone who was an intuitive, and she was like, "Whoa, you've got this huge pack of dogs on the other side." And I haven't always had. You know, I've had three or four dogs in my life. I haven't. I don't have. I haven't had a pack of dogs. But um, I also think that those are dogs from other lives or um, dogs that my dogs that have passed have recruited to help come and work with me, particularly if, um, if I'm going through something pretty difficult that I need that, then I need sort of to be surrounded by uh, a pack of protective animals, then they'll come. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and so you've been doing this work for, since you were what, 10, so it's been 20 years. So you're about 30, right? right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so yeah. you've been doing, you've been doing this a while. Would you anticipate that your practice is going to change and grow or are you going to continue doing what you're doing? I plan to continue doing what I'm doing. I, I love all of the pieces of it. Um, Someone once told me that because I am like, I, I'm not into astrology, but I, I enjoy being sort of informed by astrology. And someone told me that because I am uh, a Gemini North node, that doing multiple different things 
is what's going to keep me happy. So that's why, like I do the animal communication and I do the heart walks and I do the soul retrievals and I do the energy healing and the EFT. I just, I love having all of those tools in my toolkit to help people. We haven't talked about the heart walk as yet. So can you describe that, what it is and how you utilize it? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I protect myself so that I can protect you and I, um, the short, this is the short version. And I take an energetic, a journey to the person's energetic heart. And I assess what's going on on the outside with the sort of the outside of the heart. Usually there's some sort of protective barrier. I've seen everything from like one of those big bank vault doors to uh, like a wooden door that you might see in a fairy castle to one of those circular uh, just openings, like in, like you see looking through into a, a garden, um, that, and it'll have rose bushes. So, so I I take a look at that. Um, sometimes there are uh, guardians or symbols sitting outside the the um, the heart, and so I can. And often, if there's a guardian, it's time for I, I negotiate because in those cases. It's either a really dispossessed aspect of the self, or it's a very protective one. And so I um, will often sit and negotiate and talk to that aspect to gain the trust, and so that the the this uh, guardian have, feels a sense of safety. Like it's not going to be yet another attack on the heart, and I'm not going in there to sort of. Like when you let someone uh, someone into your life and they completely break your heart, that's the opposite of what I'm doing. And that I am managing my energy and I'm managing their energy. And then I'll, it, what generally happens is that there are um, ages that come forward and want to communicate things that are going on or things that are, it's ready to be released. And so, um, like one time I saw this empty cradle in um, someone's like the, like the first chamber. And uh, I said, I don't know what this, like, I don't, I don't try to interpret what things are. I just tell people what I see. And so I said, I see this, this cradle and the, the side is down and it's empty. And I don't know what that is, but that's what this person, what this younger self of you is showing me. And she's like, I, I know what that's about. And so she, um, she didn't tell me, which is fine. I don't need to know, right. To help, to, to help. And I got a text from her later and she said, she told me what it was, which I, I don't feel like I can share, but she said, I realized that that's still there and it's time for me to let it go. And so I'm going to start doing some work around that. So it can be both oh, there's this thing that needs to be released now, or, and it's time for it to be released because it's coming up, right? If it wasn't, if you didn't have the tools or the ability to release it, it wouldn't show up. Or uh, it's like I told, like I said about the poetry, it's like, oh, you really wanted to be a poet or you really wanted to play one of those um, guitars, right? The keyboard that's a guitar, that looks like a guitar. That was the thing that you just, you would just love that watching MTV as a kid. You thought that was the coolest thing ever, right? So that kind of stuff. And sometimes, um, and this is, this is how I kind of do the mediumship thing. Sometimes people's uh, ancestors will show up 
and have a message for them or they'll show up like one one person's um, showed up as a leprechaun dancing on a big pot of gold and she said, oh my god that's my husband that's passed <laughs> right and so i didn't know that and i wasn't going to try to interpret that but oh, she knew yeah yeah so it was a leprechaun was it now it's just a leprechaun yeah. and so 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 i gotta ask you other than the fact that i think my heart still works mm -hmm. can you can you can you uh uh, just, I know that you do 30 minutes and 15 minute sessions and you do all of that. And, and please go to, uh, your, her website again is an ancient conversation.com and you can get all the information you need to about her. That's an ancient conversation.com. But can you give me just a little, a little inkling into uh, Do I have like, uh, um, um, a medieval knight guarding my heart. You don't, but you have. Um, what I'm seeing is kind of uh, it's it's metal and it has like rivets around the outside of it. It's open, um, but there's still this sort of uh, uh metal. I, I'm being given the word carapace. <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually use that word. Um, <laughs> if I even knew what it meant, that would be cool. Right. What, what carapace is what is a, what surrounds a cockroach, or like an exoskeleton. Carapace. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> or a beetle. Let's use a beetle. That, I, let's use a beetle. I don't like cockroaches much. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I live here, right? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, not in Tucson. Yeah, but it, 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 so there's a little grate. So what that tells me is that it's still kind of guarded, but there's also love and information flowing in and out. Ah, and that, that really makes perfect sense when you, when you look at it just as a, as a real thumbnail, that makes perfect sense because that, that is exactly, uh, I'm not, I'm not guarded. My heart isn't closed, but I am aware mm -hmm. and, and I, I need, I'm aware that I, there are times when I need to protect myself. Mm -hmm. from from other people especially doing what i'm doing because everybody believes that doing this is number one easy number two it's a great big uh ego thing and so they get involved and they want to be in, with the ego and and all that kind of stuff and that's that can have no place in what i do yeah um and so those people i have to i have to gently say i love you and goodbye mm -hmm. so you know so and susan has uh not to change the subject <laughs> But she's had more guinea pigs than dogs. She had three as a kid, plus her your brother had a pig. And and my son has three guinea pigs, one after another. It's a bit of a therapy pet for my son. I I never had a guinea pig. I have no idea if they've got a loving personality or anything like that at all. So Yeah, they um they can have. They can also be kind of aloof. I've talked to some aloof guinea pigs. Um but <laughs> how can you be aloof? You're a little short thing that's in there. You know, it was, this particular guinea pig was like, all of my attention is, fo I, I, you know, you can say whatever you want and yeah, whatever, you know, sort of like, eh, you're like, you're a little bit of a bother, but my attention is over here on this person because I am here to work and protect this person. And so they really weren't particularly interested in talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> because they did they're aloof and they don't they don't of course with a name like a guinea pig i suppose you'd have to have some sort of of uh, ego around yourself yes right and i, I the, the 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 difference was this person just wanted like wanted to know what the guinea pigs thought 
they didn't have specific questions. So I think if I had had specific questions for the guinea pig, um, like how does this person's daughter need help with, is this, you know, is there something that the guinea pig could communicate that would help the daughter that right. I need to know, then, then that would be a better entree into it than just sort of, Hey, what's shaking? <laughs> how do you like being a guinea pig? Yeah. It's, I'm short. It's tall up there. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. By the way, Anne, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun talking to you today. I've really had a blast. I, I, I am glad. And so you're going to come back on to KKNW 1150 AM on noon on the 22nd of July. I you am. Figured that out. And yep. you're going to be able to talk to, to people. And, and I, I, and I'd like to have you back. I, I currently don't have a uh, animal communicator that I'm working with. So okay. I would um, love to come back. I love this work. This is what lights me up. It makes me so happy. Well, you should, from where I sit, I, I'm happy every day because I get to do this a lot. Yeah. And, and I really, really enjoy talking to people like you and Susan and, uh, and uh, Allison and, and people because all together we can make, we, I honestly believe, now you tell me this from your psychic ability, I honestly believe that we can make, we legitimately within my lifetime, which I'm a little older than you, but within my lifetime, I think that we can make a legitimate difference in the world. Absolutely. And if it's just one person at a time, it, you know, smiling at somebody at the grocery store that looks like they're having a hard day. Or one time I helped someone move a TV out of target. I mean, that they had just bought and they were struggling and just, just that sort of ran random acts of kindness, not to be a cliche, but just sort of opening your heart and helping someone who appears to be in need can have a huge shift. It's because maybe that day they're like, the world is shit. Everybody's shit. I, no one wants to help me. And here you show up and you just offer a little bit of kindness and help. It's huge. I was driving when I was driving a bus for 12 years uh, for King County Metro. And I made it my mission to talk to everybody who got on my bus. And just say hello, just say hi, how are you? And 99.8532% of the time I was successful. Yeah. Um, then then there was a, a one point something percent where I was not, I didn't do as well as I'd like to have done. But that's what being human is all about. But, that's great. But what I found is I could legitimately change the energy that was on the bus for all the people that were on there based upon my behavior. Yes. So that told me that, that we have no earthly idea how our behavior affects the entire world. Yep. Absolutely. And we, we, yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. And we have the ability to fix it and we have the ability to change it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are going to be people who there, and there are people that you have not met yet that are going to listen to this episode and say, man, she's pretty cool. And I like what she has to say. And they're going to research it and they're going to go down that road. Please do. Yep. I believe that. And if they want to call you or yep. get a hold of you, is email the best way to do it? It is. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So <laughs> there's a lot of A's and N's. So it's A-N-N at anancientconversation.com. Very good. Go to go to her website, which is anancientconversation.com, and she you got all of her stuff. You can you can sign up for to have her contact you and stuff like that. It would be it would be great fun. And then you're going to be back here on the 22nd of uh, July. Yeah. Uh, 
So th- this will be fun. This will be fun. Now, I I always like to do this, especially, you know, with a first-time guest. Um, I want to set myself aside and give you the opportunity to tell our audience, the folks that are listening now and those that will be listening in the future, anything you'd like them to know. What I would like people to know is to give themselves grace, right? This is the energies on the planet, the things that are going on are rough. I think they're just so many people have had their hearts broken by what's happening. This isn't, this obviously isn't new. What's new, what's maybe 20th or 21st century is that you find out about everything in the world, right? 200 years ago, you would know what was happening in your village or the nearest city or the city that you lived in, right? But you know everything that's happening in the world all the time. And your central nervous system evolutionarily is just not designed (laughs) to deal with that. And so give yourself grace. Don't turn off the news. Try to maybe read the newspaper rather than watching it and seeing all the flashing and the crying and the explosions and the whatever. And just try to like do a little little bit of a news fast, just a couple of days. Everybody who does it, and and I, I've read about it. It's just like it's changed my life, right? I'm happier. I'm calmer. I can deal with people, right? So just try to. Try to give yourself and others grace right now. You know, it's interesting you say that. I just have brought up for myself a interesting example, which is that um, our our society has changed so fast and technology has changed so fast. Do you know that 165 years ago in this country, to get mail from the East Coast to the West Coast, they used something called the Pony Express? which was you had a guy that would take the mail and he'd run his horse until he got to another station. There was no telegraph. There was no anything. It was all just by a carrier pigeon or people doing that. And so the information age has changed us in ways that, that most of it, I, I think most of it's not good. Yeah. And it's it, it, like even the, like the pace of it, right. Um, going from walking everywhere to riding a horse, or riding in a, um, you know, in a car to being in a car. I mean, even that just sort of bodily evolutionarily is a big change in a very small amount of time. And we can't keep up, we can't keep up with it. And so, and that, and that's why when you hear stories from, and they're all over the world, but it's in real time. Well, as an example, the, the uh, former prime minister of, Japan was assassinated yesterday. Yeah. I we knew about that within two hours of the time that he was shot, mm-hmm. and so there there is, you know, and so things are happening in real time on yeah. on the Fourth of July mm-hmm. the, when those people were were killed in, uh, and we've had three hundred and five or three hundred and six mass shootings this year alone. So it's a lot to process, which is mm-hmm. why. People need to do what I, I suggest they do is to go talk to someone like you mm-hmm. because you can kind of give a sense of perspective. That and how like how you, you might be able to help or go out in nature and just lay on the earth or take your shoes off and put your feet on the earth to just ground yourself and process. Um, 
I was working in a really high um, EMF environment. And my doctor, my physician was like, you need to go out, put your hands on a tree and just ask it to drain, you know, to drain that stuff out of you and to ground you. And I, I asked permission from the tree because that's who I am. And the tree, you know, some trees said no, some said yes. And so I did that and it, it totally changed my life. I just want to implore anybody to that. Uh, we live in the great Northwest, Ann and I do. And so there are lots of big trees around. But I, wherever you live, don't do it with a cactus. That's probably not a good idea. But if you if, if you find a tree, just go up and, and put your hands on it. And you'll feel the life force yeah. in that in that tree. It, it, it will become apparent to you. And then you can no longer deny that energy is the basis of everything. Absolutely. So, you know, I could talk to you for hours, but we've been doing this for an hour. And so I need to, I need to, to, to give you the opportunity to let you, to honor your time. And I'm sure you got something else to do today. But I, uh, <laughs> well, I have enjoyed this immensely. I love talking about this. And so me too. Yeah. Me, me too. And I, I think it can have a great positive impact on our world today. I really do. So Ann Lally has been our guest and uh, go to her website, which is an ancient conversation.com or Ann at an ancient conversation.com and get a hold of her and uh, she can work remotely. She can do anything you want. Yep. So I, I appreciate you being here. Anything else before we go, my friend? Uh, I just want to say, give yourself grace. Wallow in gratitude. That'll help so much. And know that you are enough. Yes. The trees think you're enough. God thinks you're enough. Therefore, you are yep. enough. And thank you so much. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Hold on just a second. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.